Welcome to Dumb Love. I'm Sally Brooks. And I'm Jen O'Neill. And this is a podcast about all the dumb things that people will do for love. So welcome to episode 153. It's a very special – well, it's just a quickies episode. It's special. <laughs> it's so special. It's I mean, the most special. every episode a special episode? Yeah. Yeah, so special. Um, so how are you doing, Jen? I'm good. How are you? Good. I went to a wedding last weekend. I saw your pictures. You look so cute. Thanks. I look so happy. It was it was wonderful. It was my friend Mike Cody, who is like the funniest person who quit comedy, and now has. Isn't like... it always the funniest people that quit comedy? <laughs> yeah, it is. Like, like the smartest the one, <laughs> funniest person. Um, he has an album uh, out that from from a long time ago, but you should go listen to it because he's just he was just he is just so funny. But he got married to a wonderful, beautiful woman named Barbara, and she's just her family was lovely. He it was lovely. I haven't been to a wedding in like since before Max was born, so it was just fun to be at a wedding. Yeah, Jen, as it's you know, fun to be at a wedding. I love love. I know you do because you're the <laughs> sweet one. <laughs> I love love. It was on a military base in New York City. But oh. so you couldn't – It Was, was it in Brooklyn? It was in Brooklyn. It was in uh, like in Bay Ridge. I was born on that military base. You were not? Yes, on I Fort was. Hamilton? That's craziness. I'm pretty sure. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> I just know I was born on a military base in Brooklyn, so I'm going to assume that. Yeah, they the said one. it's the only active military base in okay, all of New York City. I was born. That's so it was crazy. A beautiful place. What made but, them get married there? I think it was just um I don't think they had any real connection to it other than like somebody knew of it, but the the place was really beautiful. I mean, it was like right on the water. It was overlooking like you could see a bridge. It was great. It was such it was so That's great awesome. to be at a wedding. I love I love wedding dancing. Yeah. I love wedding dancing. It's great. Yeah. Yeah, it was great. What was the what was the band like? Was it a band? Was it a DJ? Was there a po- a potty starter? There's always a Long Island <laughs> potty starter. There was a party starter, and here oh, is love it. Our favorite thing that happened. So, uh, my friend that got married, his name is Mike, and when the party started. <laughs> introduced them he was like welcome for the first time mark cody (laughs) (laughs) and we were all like Mark!" (laughs) (laughs) oh so great just i love when things like that happen and oh you know it's the best yeah so amazing so yeah so that was my weekend Dude, I got nothing to report. You got nothing to report? Big old boring lady over here. Oh, Wait, I shouldn't shit. say big old boring. Let's say like <laughs> regular sized. <laughs> <laughs> A little, some might call petite. I have been described on next door I have been described thin. as thin. Thank you. <laughs> old boring lady. <laughs> Get nothing to report. So should we get into some cookies? Let's do it. Okay. 
So I got my quickie from a Des Moines Register article by Andrea May Sahuri. Okay. Um, So all this took place actually in 2020, but I'm just learning about it. So it's like it just happened. It's fresh Um, news. It's fresh news. (laughs) Fresh fresh (laughs) off the presses. It just got delayed through the the pandemic. Yeah. Um, Okay. So a 40-year-old man named David Ostrom and his ex-wife, Bridget Ostrom, had been going through a very messy custody battle. Um, David actually told the court that Bridget had destroyed him legally. So the two couldn't come to an agreement on custody. So David filed a motion asking an Iowa court to approve a trial by combat against his ex-wife using Japanese swords. What? Yeah. So he said that the sword battle would allow him to duke it out with his ex-wife or her attorney on the field of battle where he will rend their souls from their corporal bodies. So he actually- Why not a glove slap? (laughs) Why not a good old-fashioned glove slap where nobody gets hurt? Right? Uh, So he admitted that he knew next to nothing about sword fighting. So in his filing, he he also asked the court uh, for 12 weeks of lead time to either make or find some samurai swords. He wrote in this, in his court request, he said, to this day, trial by combat has never been explicitly banned or restricted as a right in these United States. Um, He described the method as being used as recently as 1818 in British court. According to the Des Moines Register, the reason he asked for this, obviously he was not serious, but he asked for this because he said that his ex-wife's attorney, Matthew Hudson, was just completely out of line the whole time. So he said he wanted to match the absurd behavior from the attorney. And mm-hmm. he said, I I think I've met Mr. Hudson's absurdity with my own absurdity. He said that his ex-wife was well within her rights to choose her attorney as a champion or stand-in fighter. In response, the ex-wife's lawyer uh, made a jab at David's grammar in because apparently he said corporal, like uh, corporal punishment. He was like, surely Mr. Ostrom meant corporal corporeal <laughs> bodies, which Merriam-Webster defines as having consisting or relating to a physical material body. Although Bridget Ostrom and potential combatant do have souls to be rendered, they respectfully request that the court not order this done. So he basically was like, this is crazy. They asked the lawyer to suspend David's visitation rights and asked that he receive a psychological evaluation. Uh, David then refiled a response saying, well, the trial by combat isn't always won by death. The duel could also be called when one of the parties cries craven and yields to the other. He said, respondent and counsel have proven themselves to be cravens by refusing to answer the call to battle. Thus, they should lose this motion by default. This um, is some so real, he, like, Renfest, Lord of the Rings shit that is, like, way over my head. 1,000%. So he, <laughs> he basically said that, like, the marriage before they got divorced was pretty ordinary. And he just was like, I just never thought that the custody dispute would be so turned so ugly. And Bridget actually created a GoFundMe account in January asking for help covering her legal fees. And she raised almost $3,000. She wrote, prior to him filing a motion asking the courts for permission to kill me because really how else would one rend a soul from a body? I have never refused him a visit with the kids. This is the man I'm fighting through legal means. This is why my legal fees are skyrocketing. This is a good joke for the world, but this is me and my children's lives. This is not a joke to me. 
So oh my God. I know, which is like when you think about the real people, you're like, oh, all right, that's sad. Um, so after considering the motions, the judge denied, obviously, David's request for a trial by sword fight and granted both of Bridget's motions and suspended David's visitation rights and ordered him to undergo a court-ordered psychological evaluation. The judge wrote, to some extent, David's feelings concerning the outcome of the dissolution trial and what transpired afterwards are understandable. Unfortunately, how he has dealt with those feelings is very concerning to this court. He did go through a psychological evaluation and he was found to be sane, but that he has adjustment disorder with mixed emotional features, which he said, essentially, it says, I'm not crazy. I just don't like being denied access to my children. He said, at the heart of it, I feel like me and my children are worse off for this and nobody really seems to care. It's mostly a lot of heartbreak. So there you go. There's my quickie. It's oh, kind of, man. I know. It got sad at the end. It did. And, you know, I'm sad for those people, but I've never been more grateful that my ex-husband is a reasonable person and a good father and we don't have to we don't have issues like this. I mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, honestly, it's like that is what I was thinking of as I was reading this. I was like, "Oh man, look how crazy it can get because these people both say like we had like a regular marriage." You know what I mean? Like, you know, we got divorced, we grew apart. It wasn't like anything. The divorce wasn't horrible. It's just this custody battle, oh which I understand God. because that would be if you couldn't agree on that, that would be yeah. one of like the hardest things. But, you know, it's also like this guy, I understand he's like, well, this, this, my wife's lawyer sucks. He's being so outrageous. But it's like, you just can't play around like that in the court system because not with swords, not you with swords for sure. Swords. <laughs> like you can't, you can't uh, propose fighting somebody to the death because people are going to take that seriously. And then that's a death threat. So, you know. You know, it's so funny. Uh, I just left for a second to go get food. I ordered food and um, Uber Eats just dropped it off. Because, you know, I'm treating myself tonight to food. Hell yeah. Look at you. <laughs> Eating. What? And, um, yeah. <laughs> gonna eat. You're so and bad. <laughs> I know. I'm just like, I'm going to have a me night and eat food. <laughs> just like <laughs> sustain my life. <laughs> I had to laugh to myself though, like when I went to go get the food off the porch because I care. I'm like, you know what? I'm just so grateful that me and my ex-husband have like no issues like this and that we totally get along and everything's fine. And then like I looked outside and then I went to go get the food and there's like a package that's sitting on the front porch because this is like my husband, uh, ex-husband, obviously, uh, my ex-husband has not forwarded his mail and it's driving me insane oh, no. and now i'm at the point where i'm like i will not bring this package inside i won't it's gonna sit on the front porch until you come over here and get it or you oh your mail i'm not the postal servant and so i'm like, so I'm like your yeah. mail or i will challenge you to a duel <laughs> I to will. the death <laughs> Glove slap you. No, but it's like, that's the dumb shit where I'm yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not bringing this package inside. So I was just going to sit on the porch until he comes and gets it, which he will. He'll come and get it. But it's like, either right. come and get it or forward your fucking mail. <laughs> Dude. Right. That's the worst problem we have. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway. You're like, everything's so great. This fucking package. <laughs> Ignore that package. It will sit there and rot. I hope um, it's something that can melt. <laughs> What's that? Like, what is the. It could be. Um, perishable. Huh? I hope it's something perishable. Oh. <laughs> I hope it's perishable. <laughs> 
hope it's a box of crayons <laughs> and then melt. Um, chocolate, I hope it's chocolate. <laughs> it's gonna melt and then get cold and then melt again. Uh, yeah, that'll learn ya. <laughs> hey, are you ready for my quickie? Oh yeah, I'm ready. Great. Great. <laughs> um, so this quickie came from an article for Mirror UK. Which is always, this, always classy. Yeah. <laughs> Stories of classiest. Mm-hmm. Um, and this was written by Danielle Kate Rowe. And it's about um, a bridal boutique. Oh, this is another like TikTok thing that went viral because Love it. that's life now. Everything that's that's, how we, that's what happens. That's news. <laughs> if it doesn't happen on TikTok, did it really happen? I know. know. I do love it. It's like. We're old, so we read about TikTok. Yeah, in the news. <laughs> we don't experience it in real time. We're just on like... TikTok. We just hear about it later. Yeah. Um, <laughs> explain it to me. Can I you explain Danielle. this in like article form? Yeah. Um, I want to see it with with my eyes, not with my TikTok. <laughs> anyway, um, so a bridal boutique owner named Kasha, who owns a bridal boutique called Kasha's Bridal, um, went on TikTok to explain this like crazy mix-up story that happened in her shop when she said that she received a call from a stressed-out groom who was like almost crying, and it was, it was asking like, "What her, color should I?" <laughs> I know. I was just thinking that it was. What if it was uh, the bridal owner of the one that you <laughs> colored order? <laughs> um, you had to be there, guys, three episodes ago or that yeah, makes sorry. no sense. Um, <laughs> but anyway, um, he apparently he was on the verge of tears and was asking Kasha if he could reorder his soon-to-be wife's wedding dress and needed everything to be exactly the same. And she was like, why? I don't understand why you would need – like another one and the exact same measurements and everything. Um, And it turned out that the reason that he needed to order his uh, fiance's wedding dress was because he had accidentally buried her deceased grandmother in her wedding dress. (laughs) Oh no. I know. So does that happen? (laughs) It happens because apparently, so um, his fiance had her dress that she had ordered and was keeping it at her mom's house for safekeeping so that he couldn't see her dress. Uh-huh. And then but what they also but what he also didn't know was that um the in the same closet, her um so it's her mother's closet, yeah, was um her grandmother's <sighs> wedding dress that the grandmother had requested when I when I pass away, bury me in my wedding dress. Uh-huh. So when he was tasked with going to get the wedding dress, oh, no. he he didn't realize that there were there would be multiple dresses in there. So he saw a wedding dress and uh-huh. then he just um and then he grabbed it and then he dropped it off at the funeral home and didn't think anything of it. Oh my God. But Can then, I just say I really hope it was like one of the you know how like wedding dresses these days are like super sexy? <laughs> Oh, oh like, yeah! You know, like it was like, like it had like side cutouts <laughs> under the boob. Yeah. It had like under boob cleavage, <laughs> like a dipped back and just Down the like, butt yeah. crack. <laughs> yeah, oh my that's God. what I'm. That's what I'm hoping. <laughs> <laughs> ay, ay, ay. Um, so apparently they, um, yeah, she ended up being buried in the dress, and um, so he told her that now. Uh, so Wait, um, Kasha so- said. I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, did, was it an open casket? <laughs> did, um, like, they noticed that people come out and they were like, wait, that's my fucking wedding dress? 
it doesn't say in the article like what exactly happened when she um, found out about it. The only thing yeah. that it says is that she was understandably upset and devastated when she found out that her grandmother yeah. had been um, had been buried in her dress. And they tried really hard to find, like, to work with the manufacturer to find this wedding dress uh, like as fast as possible because uh-huh. you know with wedding dresses there's like months worth of alterations. It takes right. like so uh, for such like a long no, time for it to come no in. fucking reason. <laughs> yeah, so it's a racket. It's totally a racket. Um, And um, so basically they weren't able to find the same dress, but um, Kasha helped her find um, another dress that – Do you really want to wear the dress that your grandma got buried in? No, I wouldn't. And here's like, another how gauche. Thing. <laughs> like here's, showing up to the same party in the same dress. Here's one other little twist. To um, It ended up being a blessing because she ended up having to get a size larger anyway because she found out that she was pregnant right before the big day. Aww. So she ended up having to get a new dress anyway to fit her little pregnant belly. Well, Isn't I feel cute? like that her, her absent-minded fiancé – Save the day. Save the day. <laughs> <laughs> I just I just can't get past. I'm just thinking of like, what did the funeral director think? Because it was probably very clearly a brand new wedding dress. And so I it's like, know. why is this old woman it could being have not buried have been, in a brand new? <laughs> oh, brand new, yes. Yes. But right? it could have been like a lot of people wear like my wedding dress was very like vintage. Yeah, vintage. I know, but and, oh god. <laughs> I yeah. just I hope it was oh, real. You sexy. hope it had under boob cleavage. I mean, we all do. I mean, we if we're if that. it's gonna happen, like let's make it the most ridiculous. <laughs> right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> okay. thank you for that. Done. Sure. And thank hey, you. Thank Mirror UK. Yep. And TikTok. <laughs> thank you all. Yes. Oh, man. Okay. Well, hey, I've got a love story. I love it. It Let's is it. from Good Morning America. And it's also from Terrellandjarius.com. Okay, so Terrell and Jarius Joseph met um, during their freshman year of college at a haunted house. They were both actually with their partners at the time when they met. But once those relationships ended, the two found each other again and started dating. And then exactly two years from the day that they met, they realized that they could not live without one another and they got engaged. So then several years later in 2015, they were now both 22 years old. They live in Atlanta um, and both Terrell and Jarius were working at full-time corporate jobs. They had just bought a house and they were at 22 ready to start a family. And Terrell is just like, he, he actually was the one who was kind of pushing it. He like had always wanted to have a family. Um, He grew up around a ton of kids. He said, I was a godfather and I knew no matter what I wanted to be a parent. But they kind of realized, like, because they were so young and because they were gay, they thought most adoption agencies were not going to work with them. And they said that surrogacy agencies charged up to $150,000 for a pregnancy. So they actually decided to privately hire a surrogate. So they found a surrogate. Um, She got pregnant on the first try. Everything was going great. great. Yeah, they had like a gender reveal. They shared with friends and family. They were having a baby girl. They named her Aubrey. Um, But then very sadly, 20 weeks into the pregnancy, 
in March of 2016, the surrogate had a miscarriage. Oh. Yeah. And so they were, I mean, understandably shattered, right? So, but they, it didn't deter them from their dream of fatherhood. They worked through their grief together. And actually in January of 2017, the two got married. Um, So they found, they weren't sure if their first surrogate was going to want to try again. So they found a new surrogate who they, Jarius said, was just about everything we could have ever dreamt of in a surrogate. She was just having the hardest time, though, getting pregnant. So they had the second surrogate who was working on getting pregnant. And actually, the first surrogate came back and said, hey, I'm going to try again. And they said they didn't have the heart to say, like, oh, we found somebody else. And so they were like, yeah, well, let's try one more time. So they basically were like trying with two surrogates at the same time, wow. not thinking that like either one was necessarily going to get pregnant. Right. Um, but the second surrogate told them, I'm pregnant. They were ecstatic. And then a week later, the first surrogate came back and said, I'm pregnant. Oh my so, God, that's so great. Yeah. And so Jerry has said, um, Everything was like times two. And I was like, I'm so terrified. I want to be a dad, like, but I can't do two at once. And I think they're also 22. So Terrell, on the other hand, was thrilled. He said, I was over the moon because I always wanted twins. And this was the next closest thing. So both pregnancies went well. Baby Ashton was born July 27, 2017. He was actually about a month premature. He only weighed three pounds, 11 ounces when he was born. Oh, wow. Um, he was in the neonative intensive care unit for 13 days, which I know is hell for families. Um, but then he was he headed home and he was healthy, but he was an only child for only five weeks because then on September 9th, Aria was born. She was actually also a preemie um, about four weeks earlier. And they were like, why is there like why is this happening? Um, but Jarius said, looking back, it was just perfect. Once we got them back home, it was like everything we all wanted. God's timing is perfect. And they had posted on their Instagram, they said, we vow to be the best parents possible to our children, to put back positivity in the world filled with hatred, to love them unconditionally, and to always be there for them. So Terrell and Jarius, when they first got pregnant, started sharing their lives on TikTok. Um, and they're t- these two gorgeous young men, and they it was like an instant success. They actually both quit their corporate jobs to be full-time content creators, and that enabled them to stay home with their kids. Um, and they said that, you know, we were looking for representation online for people like us who are trying to become parents, homeowners, just getting out of college, all that fun stuff. And we didn't, we unfortunately didn't see it. So we decided to fill in the void and be the testers. So on their TikTok, another TikTok, on their TikTok and on their Instagram, they share positivity. They talk about their journey. They have almost 1.5 million followers. Wow. And they said they make the kind of content they wish they had been able to see when they were going through surrogacy and same-sex marriage. And Jerry has said, I feel like there are so many people in our community who still to this day don't see the life that they would like to like to have being actually a possibility. And so you have to follow them on Instagram and TikTok because they're this gorgeous family. Their kids are so cute. Um, and they just, they share a lot of like, you know, really positive content, but also talk a lot about um, about gay rights and being a gay family. Um, and also they're from Atlanta, so why not? But they also just recently uh, hinted that they are expecting or getting ready to try for baby number three. So oh, wow. you get about to see some hot baby 
content. Love <laughs> so, hot baby content. Not yep. necessarily hot babies, but not necessarily hot babies. Hot baby but I love hot baby. Hot baby content. <laughs> um, so it's Terrell and Jarius Joseph. That's awesome. Yeah. And they're they're so cute. And their kids are so cute. So anyway, that's a happy story for you. I love it. Awesome. Thank you for the happy love story. You're welcome. Um, all right, well, let's do something dumb and something we love. All right, let's do it. Okay, so for my something dumb this week, um, I don't know. I can't really think of anything, so I'll just say that what's dumb is that this happens to me. Every year, every year, I know summer's coming. Summer comes every year. <laughs> it happens. It's every never year. not come. It's never <laughs> not come. But I always, always, always forget to book camps for the kids on the second half of the summer because their uh-huh. school always has camps for like an entire month yeah um the month after and i'm like great they'll do all of them and i just immediately sign them up for all of them and then i'm <laughs> and like, you're like and done i'll worry and about dusted. i'll worry about july later and Jen, it's I'm almost like, july <laughs> i have i we have planned nothing and like i've i've like this is Last week it came for my kids and every all the parents were like, so what are you doing for the rest of the summer? And I'm like, nothing. <laughs> They're going to sit and watch me work. We're going to Camp Jen's office, Camp right? Mom's office. <laughs> so I feel terrible. I just feel so bad because, like, I know times are different. And, you know, now, like, a lot of families have to be, you know, two-parent working households. It's just, like, mm-hmm. really uncommon these days to be, like, to have one parent that works in one parent and a stay-at-home parent. It's just yeah. because inflation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, we're divorced and, you know, so we we both work, obviously. But it's – I feel so bad because when I think of my summers when I was growing up, like, I just roamed free like a wild yeah. animal. Yeah. It was glorious for yes. all summer long. But my poor kids, I just feel so guilty that every year they have to go do like, like basically school, school mm-hmm. camp. I mean, it's fun. They just play all day long. But still, I just feel bad that it's so structured. Structured. Yeah. yeah. I just want them to be able to like be free. So maybe yeah. I'll just be like, I'm going to close this office store and you have eight hours to do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> Don't Seriously. set anything on fire. Give it a shot. Your kids are Maybe. good kids. They're they are good kids. They are. It's like right? you have you can get go like you have a one block radius. Yeah, go crazy. Don't put any knives in your pockets. Don't take, <laughs> put any lighters in your don't light anything on fire. Just be cool, man. Be cool. <laughs> Just be cool. We'll see. We'll see. But um, and then uh something I love. I don't know. If you've seen this show yet, but um, Kate Berlant and John Early have a new show on Hulu. It's called uh, Would It Kill You to Laugh? Oh, it is okay. hysterical. It is so funny. I I watched like a couple episodes by myself the other day and I was just like, I wish somebody was watching it with me because I was like yeah. crying, laughing. It was so fucking funny. They're, they're just brilliant and they make oh, they're me laugh so, in yeah, a way that so like, great. a lot of people don't. And so um, – I highly, highly recommend their new show. Okay. Yeah. Check it out. I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm sorry. It's not Hulu. It's Peacock. Well, what the fuck, Jen? I know. <laughs> I can't even get this shit right. Well, yeah, they're just spreading misinformation. I know. Um, okay. So something dumb. I So 
if you're listening to this and you're like, wait, this something dumb just happened because it does seem like something dumb is has been happening every other day. Like, obviously, Roe versus Wade, the gun law stuff, like uh, the Supreme Court just this afternoon was like, ha, 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 no more um, Clean Air Act or Water Act. Like, um, so... I know that dumb things are happening all the time. We are recording these out of order because uh, I'm traveling a lot. So um, that's 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 why that is. So if you're wondering, like, why didn't they talk about that thing? It's because yeah. we recorded this two weeks ago. Um, that is why. So yeah. not that that's Sorry, dumb. Guys. Just that, like, there's, like, a general – I know that something is going to happen because there's just, like, a general yeah. sense of dumbness recently. And, um, and so – I'm just going to, let's say something dumb is insert whatever just happened. Um, and we'll talk about it next week when I get back. Um, that's also the reason that this is like an out of order quickie episode is because I'm yeah. going to be traveling and I'll tell you about where when I come back. Cause I'm not gonna, um, I'm not gonna spoil it and let the curse come and ruin my fun trip. But something I love is, uh, so we went to a wedding this weekend and it was just Ben and I went and our friends, Matt and Katrina watched Max all weekend. Isn't that so nice? That's really nice. It's so nice. I know. I love that. It's just nice. It's so lovely to like have friends that will like, they just, we were trying to figure out what to do with them. And Ben was just like, you know, Oh, we were, you know, we maybe he'll go to, like, we were going to like drive him down to my dad's who's like five hours away, but then we couldn't figure out the logistics. Cause of course, like, you know, it's, everything is like our schedules are just really tight, like working and trying to do all these other things. It's just, it's hard to figure out, right? Like, you know, it's just hard to juggle. But he's like talking to him and they were like, we'll take Max for the weekend. And we were like, really? You That's would just a good friend right there. Have our child for the whole weekend, and like it was so nice, and just um, I it made me like feel like I was gonna cry the whole time because I just felt so grateful to have such nice friends like that. Um, so that's what I love, nice friends. Those are great friends. Great Don't friends. Ever let yeah, those friends go. I know, right? <laughs> we we're like, what can we do? What can we give you? What can we? I don't know. I don't even know how to say thank you. <laughs> this is so nice. Um, and he had a blast, of course. He had so much fun. Edible arrangements. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever gotten an edible arrangement? Um, yeah. And I'm just like, what? Why? Oh, were you into it? <laughs> no. Were you? Do you like an edible arrangement? No, I don't think it's just like too much sugar. Like, I don't think you should, you know? Yeah. I know it's fruit, but it's also chocolate on fruit. I don't and- like chocolate on fruit. I also don't like, I know they're cut into shapes, but it just makes me feel like that fruit has been handled too much. Yes. Like it's not fresh if somebody had to sit there and cut it into a flower and then stick it on that thing and then ship it. We're going to get sued by big edible arrangements. (laughs) But also fuck edible arrangements. Just kidding. I don't want your your melon. I don't want your hard handled melon. (laughs) Gross. (laughs) <laughs> I will take a cookie bouquet though. I would would you? That. I don't think I, mean, I, I would want a cookie bouquet. Either. I don't think I would love it, but I'm guessing. I mean, if I had I'll take to. an Uber Eats gift card. How about that? Yeah, I'll take an gift Amazon card. gift card. <laughs> <laughs> Just give me straight cash, please. <laughs> <laughs> Any form of booze. Any yeah. Form. <laughs> 
guys, uh, we've started an Amazon wish list, and it's just yeah. booze and just gift cards. Yeah. <laughs> it's booze and cash. Um, all right, you guys. Well, I hope you guys are having a great summer. Um, and uh, if you want to join Camp Jen is Working, uh, go on over to her house. Her kids are roaming free. Yeah, why don't you be a good friend and offer to babysit my kids? I'll oh, babysit you. your kids? Oh. No, I don't mean you. I mean the collective you. <laughs> I was like, I would totally babysit you your kids. You can all take turns. <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to have your kids over. Um, I mean, but I did arrange camps for my child, so. Uh, <laughs> you would. You I didn't. Would. I only have one more, and I didn't have one for this week, and I was like, ooh, I can't stay home all week, so we found one at the last minute. Um, anyway, okay, you guys, uh, hit us up on all the socials. Uh, we're on all of them, at Dumb Love Podcast. You can email us at dumblovepod at gmail.com. Uh, you could rate and review. You could tell a friend. That would be so lovely. Thank you guys so much for everything. Thank you for listening and sharing and talking to us and all this stuff. Um, we love you so much. And don't forget to get out there and do something dumb for love. Dumb, da dum 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 dum